You're listening to episode 46 of Widowcast with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. These are real stories and real experiences of widowhood, both my own story and many other widows I've known and worked with as a life coach. Hey, if you're shopping on Amazon.com, you can help support this podcast by going there through my affiliate link. You don't have to pay a penny more on your Amazon purchases, but Amazon passes a few cents along to support this podcast. Go to Amazon through joannethelifecoach.com slash Amazon and make that your Amazon link your favorite. Then anytime you go shopping at Amazon, you're helping support Widowcast. Thank you. Welcome back, listeners. I recently created a Widow Sisterhood Connection form for readers of my book that allows widows to share some of their story and what's bothering them most as a widow. It also lets me know if someone is interested in finding professional help and would like to talk to me about that. So very many who fill out that form and write in little paragraphs to share with me all check off the box that says, I'm terrified about my finances. I know I return to this over and over again in this podcast because I encounter it over and over with widows I speak to and all these new reader connection forms I've been reading. Just the thought of being widowed equals destitute widow in our mind. You know, it's like in times of yore, <laughs> in times of yore, the word widowed and destitute were almost synonymous. I found lots of meanings for the word destitute. So break yourself, brace yourself. This is going to be a little um, depressing to hear, but I want to share it with you. The American Heritage Dictionary says lacking resources or the means of subsistence, completely impoverished, uh, utterly lacking, devoid, lacking something devoid, especially lacking money, poor, impoverished, poverty stricken. Um, International Dictionary of English, forsaken, not having in possession something necessary or desirable, deficient, not possessing the necessities of life in a condition of want, needy, without possessions or resources. It talks about quotes like to leave destitute, to forsake, to abandon. From the Century Dictionary, to forsake, desert, Abandon, leave to neglect, to deprive, as of property, preferment, or office, bereft, under complete lack, to be without means, indigent, needy, poor. The family has been left destitute, is the example given for that. They don't even use the word widowed, but boy, is it in there, right? Some of the meanings and where it comes from. Middle English, the Latin destitutus is to abandon. Small wonder it's hard to think of ourselves as widowed. 
our ingrained beliefs go right to destitute. The definition of widowed is a married woman whose husband has died and who remains unmarried. This used to equal destitute as the husband was the sole support and the woman completely unable to provide for herself until she remarried. My goodness, biblically, the term widow has been used in the Bible in in many different words and sheds light on both her personal experience and social plight, referring to weeping, mourning, desolation. Describe her personal experience after the loss of her spouse. Poverty, all too often descriptive of her financial situation when the main source of her ex her economic support, her husband, has perished, and she was frequently placed alongside the orphan and the landless immigrant as representative of the poorest of the poor in the social structure of ancient Israel, as well as in the ancient Near East, with minimal, if any, inheritance rights. She was often in a no-man's land. Wow. This belief of destitution is at the core of our being. But the truth is, finances are really just math. I know that sounds so simplistic, but bear with me. Math is an amazing thing. It works every time. The numbers equal numbers, nothing more. It's our minds that add all kinds of drama and meaning. You know, when Jim first passed away, I was afraid to even buy a lipstick or toothpaste. I turned to using up every scrap of toothpaste in the house, even finding all those little dentist samples that we saved, squirreled away for traveling with. If you're feeling destitute, it's because you're thinking you are. Your brain is running into the drama of it all without really knowing what your math is. You don't look at the numbers because you're frozen in fear. We're terrified to look at the actual numbers because we don't know. And we continue going on not even knowing. You are assuming you can't invest in yourself because you see it as money going out and not seeing it as producing more earning potential for yourself. I recently encountered a situation again of not knowing my numbers. When you're running your own business, which I am, it means that you cannot sit in an office and expect people to come work with you like magic, like they just show up. As a coach, I talk to a lot of people about what I do and how I can help. And I'm passionate about it because I know I absolutely change lives. Now, There are business formulas and expectations for how many people you talk to and how many actually hire you. And I was running in circles with this because I really didn't want to look at those kind of numbers. My mind was building all kinds of drama against really understanding the process of business. I mean, I just wanted to share my passion and teach everyone the amazing tools to build the kind of life you want and to be the person that you want to be. When I finally settled down to look at actual numbers, I saw that I was fine 
for the ratio of people, potential clients I talk to, and those who invested in themselves to work with me. My business coach said, bravo, see you have evidence that you're doing this right. The math made so much sense, and I understood that the more people I could reach and talk to, the more people I was going to be able to help. I didn't need to sail, 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 which creeped me out and made me feel icky. <laughs> right? I know businesses, every big business out there has a sales department, because how else do people know about you? But for some reason, being a one-woman business, the idea of having to sell what I can create for you just makes me feel icky. Clearly, I needed to talk to more people. And if I don't put word out about what I do, I'm helping no one. It was a relief to understand the math. I don't have to stay in the drama about the math. The math is just the math. My business numbers are just the numbers. And now I know where I can focus my energy to help more people. Your finances are just like that. You're thinking lack, lack, lack. And that's exactly where you stay. You stay in your drama and you stay in a place of lack. Now, this may be hard to hear. If you are still pretty close to having lost your spouse and you are just in that spinning fear, Brooke Castillo says, when we think about drama, we usually think of people who make up stories and talk behind each other's backs to try to create drama where it's unnecessary. We often associate it with teenage girls who tend to overreact, greatly exaggerate details, gossip, and even backstab. However, the drama that happens in our own minds is not that much different. Our minds are constantly thinking, instigating thoughts, and creating emotions that are completely useless to us. Think about that. And whenever you're setting an outcome for yourself, it's equally important to make it measurable, right? If you don't make your targeted outcome measurable for yourself, how on earth are you going to create it in your life? All of those who are spinning in financial fear, and trust me, I get it. Man, I was there. I've done podcasts about this. I've talked about when I found Dr. Joyce Brothers' book about being widowed. I don't know if you're old enough to remember Dr. Brothers. She's quite, she was quite the authority back in the day, and she was quite successful in um, doing talks and being on talk shows and kind of an authority as a psychologist. When her husband died, she spiraled right into financial fear. Now, this is a woman who had plenty of money and made lots of money and still had a lot of gigs hanging out there to make a lot more money. Dr. Joyce Brothers was extremely successful. At one time, everybody in the country knew her name. Yet, she was terrified. So you're not alone. You are so not alone in spinning out in that space. If you are in the financial fear, I can almost guarantee that you could not tell me what your goal is to rectify it. You're going to say, I don't know how much I need. 
I don't know how much I have. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And any time you're in that place of I don't know, I don't know, that is all 100% drama. And it's not going to get you anywhere closer to feeling secure in your life. The mind drama is what prevents us from accessing our true abundance in life. Do you hear people talking about the abundance of the universe at every turn? And you think, yeah, give me some of that. Well, (laughs) when your mind stays in drama, you're thinking about lack and only creating lack. You're keeping yourself in a space of being destitute. Poor me. What do you do? First, you find out your numbers. Here's what I did. I wrote down every penny I had. Every penny. So that's what you need to do. How much is your house worth right now versus how much you might still have remaining on a mortgage? What's your car worth? Is it paid off? How much money is in every bank account? How much money is in a broker account if you have one? How much money is in the 401k if you have one? How much money is coming to you from your husband's 401k, life insurance, auto policy? Right? Write it all down and add it up. Now then, do you have credit card debt? Do you have a car loan? Are you still paying on a mortgage? You can add all that up on the other side to see how they balance out. Yeah, it's a reality check. That's a reality check. And yeah, there's women out there that are deep in debt. They will end up with debt that far exceeds what they have in equity and in their account. Maybe because their husband was in the hospital for a long protracted time and those bills piled up. Maybe there was just a lot of credit card debt, but between the two of you, you were able to maintain it and just keep it going. But suddenly without your spouse, you're in over your head. First of all, you don't know if you're in over your head until you've written down all your numbers, until you do the math. And don't let it spiral you down into some depressed state. Pay attention to what you're thinking about it. Because doing the math is just the first step. And yeah, if you realize, God, I am thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in debt, I will never be able to pay this off. You know what? There's no shame in bankruptcy, especially if you've had such a life event that has left you in huge debt. But you're not going to know if this is an avenue for you if you don't seek out the help of someone more savvy in finances. And that means, yes, you're going to have to hire someone to help you. Now we get to the crux of the issue. Widows think they cannot hire help. Because they're in such financial fear. This is a time when they most need help in their lives. If you consult with someone who can help you get a better picture of where you stand financially. And that you may have a way out. You may find you're better off than you expected. Or you might get solid advice on how to start erasing debt and getting ahead. But until you look at the numbers and 
rectify in your mind that you are going to pay someone to help you look at those finances. That's not me. I'm not the financial wizard. (laughs) I'm not the financial wizard. But they're out there. There are people out there that you can hire for a consultation. You can reach out to them and say, how much does it cost to have an hour of your time or two hours of your time to look at everything with me and help me figure out where I stand? It's worth it just to have the math in front of you. And if you don't invest in doing that, you're never going to get out from under hiding from the math and you will keep yourself in that destitute mindset. I thought I was destitute. It was a terrible headspace to be in. And it stayed there until I honestly spent a bundle of money to become a certified coach and produce my podcasts and write a book. Scary, scary, scary every step of the way. But I knew I was building something that could support me and I would get to teach my passion. You see, besides needing financial support, I needed significance and contribution. These are a couple of basic emotional needs. I passionately wanted to make a difference to every widowed woman out there. I also passionately wanted to uncover the 100-year myth of dieting, which does not work. And the medical field has known this for decades. Part of my mission was to uncover why we are overweight and exactly how that can permanently be reversed. I knew eat less, move more was not permanent. I had done it over and over again. It always comes back. I was living proof. Of course, that's another podcast of mine. Go look for Weight Coach. There's a quote that basically says, we don't create abundance. Think about that for a minute. We don't create it. Abundance is our natural state. What we create are limitations. That's what we create. If we don't have any limited thinking in our minds, then our natural state is abundance. If we aren't limiting ourselves, if we weren't thinking thoughts of limitation and lack, then the world would really be ours to have. This is part and parcel of the coaching model I teach to every one of my clients, whether they are weight loss clients or widows or clients for business. What if you did believe that you could be okay? What if you did believe you could create whatever amount of financial status you need and want? Just start with doing the math. Put it down on paper. Would it take 60000 a year to make you okay? 100000 a year? 400000 a year? What makes you uncomfortable and scared? It's all just math. It's all just math. And 60000 a year is the same as 400000 a year. Let's take the easy number for starters. 60000 a year. That's 5000 a month. About $1,154 a week. $230 a day if you only work five days a week. 165 a day if you work seven days a week. But who wants to actually do that? <laughs> right? So then you ask yourself, how could you create $230 a day? There are many options if you just start brainstorming. 
whether you have a job currently or not, you can brainstorm. Maybe you have a job. Maybe you have a job, but right now it's only paying you about $100 a day, which means you're falling $130 a day short. So that becomes even easier because now you only need to create another $130 a day. If you don't have a job and you need $230 a day to have $60,000 a year, you start trying to think about how you could create $230 a day, five days a week. You could learn to buy things and sell them on eBay. Yeah, you would first have to spend money to learn about eBay, and you might even have to start buying some things to put up for sale. Unless you have a house jammed full of goodies you think are junk, but someone else might shell out for. You can create things to sell on Etsy. Again, yes, you have to invest some money in learning how to use Etsy online and buying supplies for whatever it is that you can create. What's your specialty? Do you crochet, paint, knit, knit, create Christmas ornaments? What do you do? You would need to invest in supplies. You would need to invest the time. Note the word invest. If you spend $500 on supplies to create your special thing that you're going to sell on Etsy, and that thing comes out to be about $25 each in supplies to create, and then you put it up on Etsy to sell for $50, cost you $25 in supplies to make it, you're going to sell it for 50 That's a full 100% return on your investment. Show me a bank or a stock you could invest in that will give you 100% return. Invest in yourself. You are the sure-fired bet. If you need $230 a day, and you invest a little money in yourself, you can turn it around to a full 100% return on your investment. If you spent $500 on supplies, and you made all of these things that you make, and you turn around and you sell them on Etsy, they become immediately popular, you sell out, that $500 is going to sell out for about $1,000, you're already almost at your $1,154 a week you need to make. That's how you get there. It's just math and investing in yourself. And investing isn't money going out there never to be seen again. When you invest in yourself, you're going to get a return back on the money that you invested in yourself. So if you want to change the result, you're going to have to change those belief systems. You're going to have to change your drama. Now you can come up with your own beliefs and you can practice some new thoughts. But if you really genuinely understand the power of your mind, and you understand that without thinking all these limitations, your natural state is going to be abundant, maybe you can consider that there are thoughts available to you that you can't even wrap your mind around yet. 
There are beliefs of abundance that come from such a deep place within you that you can't even fathom that you could believe those thoughts yet. When widows hire me, they invest in themselves. Some just need to talk to me weekly to hear how I found my way through and have someone they can talk to who truly understands all their thinking. And that's that's fine. But they don't just buy me. They make the investment and then they do the work and find their way back into life. If they don't invest in themselves and do the work, they continue seeing themselves in life with a widow sign hanging around their neck and all the destitute thoughts and feelings that go with it. They get through life, but they don't thrive. They never find how they can stand up as an independent woman living an incredible life. You can recover, not just recover. You can thrive. You can become the woman you would most admire. Again, if you have only recently lost your spouse, this might be a mental leap that you just can't even take yet. Promise me you will. Because you can become the woman you would most admire. If there is another relationship ever in your life, if you're thinking you will never find love again, it is there. But it is only there after you complete your relationship with yourself. After you become your independent person, then true love and partnership can present itself in your life again. If instead you're needy, feeling destitute and wanting another man in your life ASAP to rescue you, I hear this story a lot on forums too. You're going to end up in all kinds of not good. You can end up in an ugly, needy relationship with no way out that you can see because you've made yourself completely dependent on the first other person you could find to latch on to. Don't do that. First, learn how to be you. Find the amazing woman that you are. The funny part of it all is just when you don't need someone else to make you be okay is when someone wonderful shows up and you think, I never thought I could be happy again. I never thought I'd have a chance at this joy again. Invest in yourself and in your future. Start looking at the math without creating drama around it in your mind. You can come work with me to overcome the drama thinking, the lack thinking, the lost I don't know thinking. You can move into something pretty spectacular, but not if you're hiding in the fear of not knowing how to create the math you need. If you need someone who just completely understands and has gone through widowhood to open up with, I'm your girl. We can do that. If you want to have help finding your way to who you truly are, someone who can make a difference in the world, standing on her own two feet, yeah, I'm a certified life coach and one of the few who is also a widow. Don't stay in that place of trying to just get through, take care of the kids, go through the motions. We all deserve so much more than that. This has taken me onto the path of working with other widows to help and provide a fresh perspective so you do not stay stuck. Don't shut down to life. 
don't do it. If you want to jump on a phone call with me to talk to me about it, you can go to my schedule at talktojoanne.com, T-A-L-K-T-O-J-O-A-N-N.com. And that lets you pick a day and time to schedule a 30-minute call with me. Or you could just email me and say, you know, I, I need to talk. Do you have time? I will get you scheduled in. My email is joanne at joannethelifecoach.com, J-O-A-N-N. Let's get you started coaching. Thank you for listening today. I hope I didn't come down too hard on talking about the math and the financial fear. It just breaks my heart when I hear so many still in that scared, scared, lonely place. I want to just reach out and pull you all up from that right away. (laughs) It's just in my heart, you know. If you want to find out more, you can go to my website at joannethelifecoach.com. You can find my book. The title is Widowed on Amazon. It's currently a Kindle download. It's um, If you have Kindle Unlimited, I've never looked into doing that, but apparently the book is still free if you have Kindle Unlimited. Otherwise, it's still pretty cheap on the Kindle download. It's $4.49. So go to joannethelifecoach.com slash widowed. And next year, the book will be out in paperback. I don't know when next year. It may not be till the end of next year. I'm really anxious to have that book in my hands and to get it out to all of you. So during the holidays, don't do a downward spiral in lack. Don't rush out there doing holiday spending without even knowing what your numbers are. That's equally as disastrous. Take a few minutes. Even if you don't hire someone to financially walk you through this, take a few minutes right now after this podcast to write down all your numbers, every penny that you have, everything you could think that you have of value, put it on a page, add it all up, see how much money you have right now. You might surprise yourself. It's a start. Take care, find joy in your life, and I'll talk to you next week.